Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And today we will be discussing what? Season 3 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. That is correct, but before we get into it, <laughs> we do have another sponsor, and uh, I like this one, so here we go. Wait a second. Tim, distract him. I gotta fix something. Hello there. Good job. General here we Kenobi. go. Here it comes. Folks, are you tired of being fat and ugly? Are you also a male? Are you ready to just get rid of that muffin top? Well then, do we have the thing for you? Made out of carbon, weaved with Teflon. My God, it will cinch down that muffin top and make you look like a Greek god. That's right, the corset. The corset for men. What would we name it, you ask? Your hero is here. And there we go. That's today. <laughs> Are you tired of being fat and ugly and male? <laughs> I think that's funny. Tim Tim is not laughing. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm tired of being fat and ugly and male, Tim. So I need this carbon fiber reinforced corset. <laughs> the hero is here. Uh, darn it, he didn't leave contact information. These are the worst commercials ever. Um, so that's our sponsor for today. You're not laughing. Well, I, I just don't relate. Some of us already look like Greek gods. <laughs> How do I know you're not already wearing the heroes here? <laughs> well, this is great product example. Good job, Tim. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, which Greek god were you referring to? Anyway. Uh, all right, so today we're going to talk about Clone Wars Season 3. <laughs> I'm tired of being fat, ugly, and male. <laughs> yeah, uh, all right, so uh, News. What's today's date? All right, it's it's January twenty eighth. It is January twenty eighth, and uh, so we're we're all over the place with our release dates on these podcasts these days. I imagine we'll finally fall into more of a uh, routine when uh, season seven comes out. Yeah, that is news I want to talk about. The season seven trailer is out. True story. Holy cow! You saw it. You saw. It. Yeah, we talked about this. Um, I could not be more excited by what I saw in that trailer. Um, do you have any thoughts on it? If you haven't seen it, go find it. It's yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it is incredible. Um, it's it's. I'm I mean, still it's thinking about the it's corset. <laughs> minor new footage of of who we want to see. I mean, it's heck yeah. It's awesome. I'm hoping that they're going to do some resolution for Rex's story. How he doesn't end because it's in the the novel Ahsoka kind of, but it's not really fleshed out there. Right. Um, and then also in Rebels, um, isn't that Rex? Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Rebels is awesome. <laughs> Rebels is says the hero is here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to let that go at some point. I hope I'm not the only one who finds that hilarious. Um, anyway, yeah, go find the trailer for Clone Wars season seven. Um, don't really want to talk about it much in case there's any sort of spoilery type stuff for anyone out there. And what else we got in the news, Tim? So we had some uh, interesting stuff come out about the Obi Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> 
sorry. Which apparently Jim finds hilarious. <laughs> Some of us don't find it quite so funny. Um, the rumor came that the Obi-Wan series was being postponed indefinitely, and that That's is not, not true. Um, Yay! Not Ewan true. McGregor did come out and talk about it. He said they are postponing the filming. Um, the story was all written. They were getting ready to film. I think this summer was the plan, or this fall. And they've pushed that back to January. After, uh, basically they said, after the close of the Skywalker saga and everything else, um, for, I assume, for complete consistency, they are double-checking the story, reworking the story, going through the storyboard. Everything's working out. Did you out. see what the comparison was they are afraid of? No. Because you mentioned the uh, casting, that they're looking for a young Luke. Mm-hmm. So, so what I read on the same story was that they were afraid it would come across too much like The Mandalorian, um, that Obi-Wan would be a mentor to this child. I don't see how that's possible, since Luke doesn't really seem to know Obi-Wan in A New Hope. He's heard of him, he knows who he is, but it's not like they have a relationship. But somebody yeah. was worried that it was too much like um, no, Obi-Wan I babysitting. Think, I think the Luke character has to just be a background <clears throat> character. Like, we might see him in some scenes doing some stuff, and Obi-Wan, like, in the background, like... Well, that was what I read. Was sort of Kathleen, protecting? Kathleen Kennedy didn't like how similar it was to the Mandalorian, the feel of the Mandalorian, of the protector of a child. So I don't know. He is a protector of a child. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what's happening. They're, they've pushed filming back to January, and in, in what Ewan McGregor said in his interview, um, they don't believe it's going to do anything to the planned release date. So that, to me, is actually good news, because what it means is they do have an expected release date for some time <laughs> in 2021, and that release date is not being changed <clears throat> right now. So that's, it actually kind of came out with a, you know, there's, there's, we don't know the date, but it's a little bit more firm on, on that. So good stuff. That, that is good that it's not, uh, yeah. That's... Um, I believe that... Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is leaving IMAX theaters this week. I think I saw that somewhere. So that could be big news to people that want to get out there and see that one more time. Yeah. Um, That'd be me. And, uh, yeah, same with me. Huh. Uh, Was there other news? I got other news. Oh, I'm going to go back into, (laughs) we've talked about this three times, and you've yet to have an episode come out. Um, I did record Four Store Comics, as I talked about. Um, (laughs) And then I was ready to you know edit that one and create and start to do some cool stuff and then we've had two weeks of no star wars comics like i'd considered not doing the adventures um all ages stories yeah and even even that is is currently missing like <laughs> there have been no star wars comics for two weeks and so i haven't had anything to push forward with um they are restarting again tomorrow january 29th i think i've got a book coming and then i'm gonna Get back into that because I really want to start releasing them regularly, but I haven't had the books. I even told, I talked to my local comic book store, um, who I'd love to advertise on here. I wonder if we... We should approach them. I'll have to talk to them. Because our current advertisers are... uh... Folks, are you tired of being fat and (laughs) ugly? Are you also a male? Uh, Maybe we do need to approach them. Maybe. Um, I I more meant just to, you know, I wanted to to share their name. That's where I get my stuff. But we probably should talk more Star Wars, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Well, Um, actually, I got news that's not Star Wars related. Yeah, anyway, I want to talk to them. But I I did tell the guy, I was like, I just started this podcast, and you're not giving me any books. I know he's not giving me, it's not him, but I'm like, I need 
books to read, to relate to, to talk to everybody about. We need and I new want releases. They're coming. I They're promise. Coming. The whole thing's coming. I'm I'm ready. Um, in my non-related news, you know how we always do a shout out to Shasta Man Gold, Gordon. Yeah. Well, Gordon and I had uh, a long time ago the great pleasure of. Uh, out. Oh. No. Well, I hope not. <laughs> Gordon, you out there? Um, Gordon and I once had the uh, great opportunity, pleasure, honor, fun of hanging out with a band called Corrosion of Conformity oh, out yeah? of Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, very sad news last night: their drummer passed away. So his name was Reed Mullen. So, uh, yeah, just want to share where condolences for him and his family. Um, again, out of Re uh, out of uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. So that kind of struck me and uh, Gordon pretty hard today, finding that out. Um, very sad yeah. news for the rock and roll world in the in the punk music uh, genre. Yeah, it is. Um, and as always, speaking of music, shout out to Arden, who I still haven't heard his uh, force lore bit yet. I'll have to remind him about that. Yeah, anyway, we're, we're talking about that. He just hadn't gotten it yet. So is that it? What about countdowns? Countdown Wars is February seventeenth, right? Yes. So how many days is that? Twenty days 20 away. Days. That's a prime number. Um, and it's not a prime number. <laughs> Star Wars Day, May fourth, ninety-seven. Um, <laughs> what? Talk about ninety-seven. I got the giggles. Ninety-seven is not a prime number. It is a prime number. I know. <laughs> but 212 days until Star Wars Celebration in Anaheim, California, 212 is not a prime number. Are there any even numbers <laughs> prime? Just two. <laughs> Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Well, Tim already updated you on that. So Star Wars Celebration, I want to go. Um, yeah. All right, so and now we're ready to talk Clone Wars Season 3. This is an insane season. Um, I really don't know where to begin with it. There is so much information um, that's given about Star Wars uh, lore. The would you say there are secrets revealed? There are secrets revealed. Why would you call it that? <laughs> that so that's what uh, season three is called: uh, secrets revealed. It starts with um, a pretty heavy, like backstory about the the clones. And we mentioned this when we talked about uh, seasons one and two that the uh, the episode uh, that just starred the clones was actually sandwiched in between two season three episodes. Uh, several of the season one and two episodes are sandwiched in season three episodes. So, like Tim had talked about several times, chronologically, this does kind of jump all over. It's about seventy percent in order, I would say, something like that. Um, but yeah, so like every third episode, every fourth or fifth episode or so, it gets out of order. And it gets crazy out of order. But why this season is overwhelming to me, as far as covering, I mean, we get we get Savage Press, we meet the Night Sisters, um, we get um, Mortis. Mortis. I, I was waiting to say that because that's like Mortis is huge. I'm sorry, I've been waiting this whole time to say this. It's, it's already been ten minutes, and I couldn't say it. Well, Tim and I have been talking about Mortis ever since the I think we ever first. Started talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Um, there's a there's uh, there's so much background information about like how Jedi are trained. Um, there's Jedi killed in the season um, with the uh, Savage press when he. See, I don't even know where to begin. I'm just all over the place. And it's it's 
it's it's wild. It's awesome. So do we want to kind of walk through episode by episode? I mean, just for a second on each episode, and then maybe see how it all ties together. Um, well, at least on, we could we could talk about a couple of the arcs for sure. Because the first two episodes are about the uh, clone troopers uh, before and after the uh, rookies, which was season one. Yeah. Um, which we talked about because I said how much I liked how they looked like real soldiers. So we see what their training looks like um, in the very first episode of season three. Uh, so we're actually on Camino, and that's one where one of the soldiers is having a hard time keeping up. I think is isn't that the one where uh, they show the janitor, and basically he's a he's a malformed clone. Yeah. Yeah, and he's based, and he kind of gives a pep talk of we do what we can uh, to contribute or something like that. Um, great episode. And even that character was really cool. Like just yeah. uh, just uh, this is this is what happened. He's a broken but I'm clone, still yeah. here. I'm still part of it. You know. It's... Yeah, and he was just cleaning up after him. Um, then we see them later in ARC Troopers, where they're actually now, so this is them after they're veterans and they've been fighting a while. Um, and we see the 501st yep. in this episode, episode two, um, where they have to defend what they call their home. That, that struck me about this episode. Yeah, I remember that too. They're, they consider Camino their home, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, they see it as uh, when Grievous attacks, uh, what's the name of Camino? Um, yeah, they, they say they got to defend their home. And we see Shakti and Anakin and Obi-Wan. So that's the first uh, storyline. Somebody brought up an interesting question, and, and I'm, I was able to answer it, but I, I had to look up to remember. Um, so it's just interesting. And we assume that everybody's seen uh, at least everything up to episode eight of the movies at this point. Yeah. Right. Um, what about the Mandalorian? Do we assume they've seen that? It doesn't matter. I was just curious what you thought. No. No. You haven't seen The Mandalorian series. No, because we're still prior to That's Tim Disney on Plus. Desk, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we're still prior to the Disney Plus release dates in the other countries. So we cannot assume that all of our listeners, because all of our, you know, we want to pick them back up too. Got, so, yeah. Um, what I was going to say was that line in episode three, when they get onto Grievous' ship, yeah. what's it called? The Invisible Hand? Is that what it's called? I think it's the name of a ship. Um, they get onto his ship, and he says uh, something about um, you're three. shorter than I thought you would be. Oh, you're oh the movie. The movie, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. He tells Grievous, he says, you're shorter than I thought you'd be, and he says, I thought He'd someone of your older. reputation would be older. And it was a conversation that came up. They said, well, all this Clone War stuff and all of this like Anakin Grievous stuff throughout the Clone Wars – how does that happen when this line happens in Revenge of the Sith? That's a good point. And I don't think they ever see each other throughout the series. I don't think... I think that the Clone Wars do. writers were really, really careful. I mean, they chase each other. They, they're they in the ships against each other. Ahsoka fights Grievous. Ahsoka fights Grievous. Uh, yeah. Obi-Wan sees Grievous. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. It's It was really cool because that, that was brought up... Because, um, yeah, they're both major uh, characters in the Clone Wars. Up. Did they bring that up? Who bring it up? I think Dave brought it up. Um, Who's Dave? What'd you say? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> so um, then, the, then we go back. But from, yeah, it's, it's, it was just a cool. Like the writers were really careful with the show, and, and they did a really good job. Well, that's again. This is why Dave Filoni is kind of. He was the showrunner, and so he wrote a, uh, or directed a fair amount of the shows as well. So he was overall in charge of this stuff, and he seemed to. I think it's one of the reasons why The Mandalorian is turning out so good. 
Um, and hopefully season seven is going to continue the same tradition. All right, so then we have to go back to Ryloth. We meet Cham Sindula again. Um, Jar Jar's in that. There's a Toydaria. Okay. So, oh, yeah, this is a... Uh, so, you remember the episode Ambush from um, very first episode of season one? The king of Toydaria, Toydaria oh, yeah, was yeah, yeah. King uh, Katunko. You know, his he meets his demise in this season. Does he? Yeah, because... Oh, I do remember that. Remember the Separatists are... And now I'm jumping ahead again. Yes. The Separatists are uh, tasked with trying to win over Toydaria. And in doing so, Grievous tells uh, his n- newest apprentice, and we're j- I'm jumping ahead, Savage Oppress, to get to go kidnap King uh, Katuka. Um, so anyway, is we it see... Savage or is it Savage? Savage. Savage Oppress is how they pronounce it, I think. Um, so, so we see Chairman Papanoida in this, in uh, episode four. You know why that's significant? I mean, there's lots of reasons why it's significant, but like from a uh, trivia point of view, do you know who played Papanoida in uh, in the movie? No, I don't remember. Well, he's only visible for like a split second. I in think the, in the uh, opera scene mm-hmm. um, when Anakin walks into, so he's like out in the hallway. Um, that's George Lucas. Oh yeah, okay. So that was I his uh, cameo. That. Yeah. So, but in the uh, in the Clone Wars, Papanoida is actually in there quite a bit, and uh, there's an entire story arc about his family being kidnapped and Ahsoka um, trying to help rescue them. Um, that's kind of a one-off, though. So, then we got uh, more Mandalorian stuff with corruption, where the Mandalorian children are being poisoned by bad smugglers. Got any interest in that? It does show, like, uh, so with the TV show Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and I know we're not doing any spoilers, it does show you just how different Mandalore is now, because it shows, like, schools and stuff on Mandalore. This was episode five of season three, Corruption, right. um, where Padme, as, like, a representative of the Republic, is trying to, like, help the people of Mandalore to get them on their side, and they end up at the schools, and so they're showing, like, what families look like and stuff. And they show what the, the Mandalorian police look like. Um, so we do get a lot of uh, insight into everyday life in Mandalore. You also see that they live in domed cities, uh, that the surface of Mandalore is actually barren. Um, but the cities are, are beautiful, but they're under these giant domes. Which is cool, because that was consistent with some of the, some of the old stories. Um, I think some of the legend stories prior to reference that. Which Clone Wars, when they came out, they were trying to model all that. And they were some of the things that had to stay. Because I think they became barren during the war with the Jedi, according to Legends, right? Yep. So it was just a neat, a neat little tie-in. Yep. Um, we stay on uh, Mandalore for a little while longer. Ahsoka has more adventures with some uh, young class. Uh, I can't remember what she's teaching them, but I remember them, like, they figured out some plot. That was called the Academy. But again, we, we get a look into uh, what it's like to be a kid on Mandalore at this point in history during the Republic. Um, I do remember the assassin one. That was pretty good. Aura Singh is uh, trying to kill Padme Amidala. Yes. And that was that was a pretty sweet showdown between Ahsoka and Aura Singh. Yeah, Ahsoka's pretty great. Yep. In case anyone was wondering. Aura Singh is... Uh, I like Aura Singh, too. She's a good bad guy. Um, so, evil plans. We want to talk, so, that was uh, episode seven is assassin about Aura Singh. Uh, I... I remember Evil Plans. I didn't particularly enjoy it. 
That was about C-3PO and uh, R2-D2 or on Coruscant. They were sent to buy fruit. I f- Do you remember that? feel like, yes. And I, I feel like, again, I think this is getting back into the Zero stuff. It, it is. And everything kind of Zero-related yeah. didn't work for me. It was not that strong, even though Cad Bane's in this. Um, but they reprogram, I think, C-3PO to do bad things. And then the very next one is the hunt for uh, Zero, the... The Hunt for Zero is the name of it. Yeah. Um, we do see a lot about the Hut Council under that. I'm looking at the, uh, the the little recap online right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and we get some some <clears throat> boss who I know isn't one of your favorites. So which movie is it, which Star Wars movie is it that says, in the opening scrawl, it says, Heroes on Both Sides. That's right, Revenge of the Sith. And that's the name of episode uh, 10. I believe it's Revenge of the Sith. It says in the opening scroll, scrawl, what you, is it scroll or scrawl? What is that? I think it's scroll. Opening, well, in the opening words of the movie, scrawl, scrawl, where the words go across the Space screen. Scroll. I'm tired of being fat and ugly and male. <laughs> in the opening words of uh, Revenge of the Sith, it says heroes on both sides, I believe. Uh, I might be getting that confused with Clone Wars. But anyway, that's the name of episode 10. And you're like, but wait a minute. Heroes on the Separatist side? And this is about how they kind of are adding depth to the struggle between the Separatists and the Republic. Because, you know, a lot of the planets in the, in the Separatist alliance are not bad guys. And that's what they're trying to show. Just like the Mandalorians aren't bad guys, but they don't want to be part of the Republic. Or the Toydarians, that sort of thing. Um... As a matter of fact, pretty much every planet they show straight up is uh, not real keen on being part of the Republic, now that I think about it. Just Alderaan seems in Coruscant. Was I right? War. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, Count Dooku. Yeah. There are heroes on both sides. Nailed it. Evil is everywhere. Opening scroll of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Luke Skywalker is missing. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking my coffee. Uh, heroes on both sides. So that's about, like I said, uh, people in the Separatist group who are like good guys and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Pursuit of peace. Don't care. <laughs> well, because you do start to see it. You start to see the people who are, well, it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, so you start to see people who are, uh, who are just interested in separation from the Republic because <clears throat> they don't think the Republic's got their best interests in, at heart anymore. They don't have a wrong... Like, they're not... All the all of the <sighs> Separatist planets aren't necessarily evil. No. And, uh, um, Anna, see, this gets to the heart of... But they've of, been uh, tricked. This is... Palpatine is brilliant. What he's done here is absolutely brilliant. He's, he's set up two opposing forces that are not entirely right or wrong. Right. And that way, the Jedi cannot possibly win. Because if they win for the Republic, they still haven't won a noble victory necessarily. Um, so Palpatine has basically used what is, you know, all political systems have inherent corruption and inherent problems, and he's just, you know, magnified those problems to the point where the Jedi can no longer be a positive, a, a wholly positive force on the well, situation. Hopefully, you can use a force mind control too. <laughs> oh, it doesn't hurt. Um, <clears throat> I wonder if he were a hero is here, but uh, anyway, so. And see, I want to jump ahead to the whole arguments about, like, Barisophie. we which we kind of can get to with this Altar of Mortis stuff. And Plagueis. And Plagueis, the tragedy, that the Sith are not, the Republic is not all good. 
And uh, a lot of the Jedi wrestle with this. Uh, Ahsoka wrestles with this, uh, and ultimately Anakin wrestles with it when you know when yeah. they ask him to spy on uh, the Chancellor. He's right. That's not a that's not a right thing for them to do. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Of course, his answer of slaughtering children and probably maybe maybe that's over the top. He a does bit. kill children after <laughs> that. <laughs> but um, all right. So the next two storylines. This is what we've been so excited about. So episode 12, 13, and 14 take place on Dathomir, and it has to do with um, Ventress, Asajj Ventress, who we've already you know, talked about how much we love her. And um, <clears throat> Sidious, Palpatine, he, he gets kind of nervous about uh, Doku having an apprentice, so he orders Doku to have her killed. Right. But of course, every Sith has a secret apprentice because their goal always is to be the main guy. Um, so Doku, when he decides to kill Ventress, he also then takes on another apprentice, but he doesn't manage to kill Ventress because she's awesome, and she escapes to her home of Dathomir. And this is, uh, I think, the first time we're introduced to this planet, and Dathomir is one of the coolest planets in the entire Star Wars galaxy. Um, and she visits a, a group of Force wielders known as the Night Sisters. Uh, do Quick I read break. that? I'm going to keep on talking here. Talk so about yeah, the they, Sisters they go to Dathomir. Um, and Dathomir is really cool, and there are there seem to be two different like I think we talked about this a little bit before, but there seem to be two different uh, races. Uh, not I don't know if they're different races altogether, but there seems to be like a male civilization and a female yeah. civilization. <laughs> That's pretty um, good. So there's a go for Papa Palpatine. Go for, um, <laughs> go for Papa Palpatine. So there's a uh, so there's two different group of teenagers uh, groups. What? Like there's males and females. On Dathomir, yeah. yeah. I, they don't seem to be the same species. Do you think they are? I don't... Because Ventress does not look like... Uh, no, because um, Zabrak is what uh, Maul and... Uh, and I don't think Ventress is as a female Zabrak. Right. So I'm just... I, I, yeah, there's, there's, they seem to share this planet. There's more to the story here because... Yeah. Like, they only interact... The only males they interact with are the... The male Zabraks, and yeah. The, they don't seem to have, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't remember ever seeing any females. And no, there. Uh, I don't know. That's a, I don't know. But I do know that the male Zabrax actually seem pretty passive, and it's when the Night Sisters get hold of them yep. that they turn them into these kind of like vicious fighting machines. And um, so we get a little bit of kind of how Maul got to be Maul implied by the story of. Uh, of meeting the Night Sisters. So again, this uh, episode twelve is Night Sisters. Thirteen is called Monster, and fourteen is called Witches of the Mist. This is all one story uh, arc. So in the second part of it, Monster, Ventress um, <clears throat> is teamed up with Mother Talzin, the head of the Night Sisters, and this is where Savage Press comes from. They take this kind of ordinary farmer guy. Uh, who's a brother of Darth Maul? Now he's—I don't think he's his literal brother. They call him a clan brother. So I think they're of the same extended family. They do refer to each other as brother, but I think that means clan. Um, at least that's what it says. Which on the wiki. wait? Which two brothers are you talking about? Savage Press and Maul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're literally because... brothers. I think maybe cousins or something. They're of the same family group, but they do refer to each other as brothers throughout the their whole relationship. Right, but with, during the whole thing with Savage, his I think his actual brother is. Oh, that's right. They they actually are pitted against each other in in the battle to. 
That's true. So they're from the same clan, but yeah, does he kill his brother? No, he takes his place, so he doesn't have to go through that stuff. I think something like that. It was something. It was something good. It, it was. It was strange. Yeah. So but yeah, it was it. So his act. I think his act. I think that was his actual brother. So they. And then Im- I think they refer to the they brother. basically yeah. imbue him with the force, which is or something, because he gets bigger, physically bigger. Um, and he becomes more powerful. He becomes angry. He becomes dark side, basically. Right. And after the sisters get their hands on it. I don't know if it's. So I don't know if there's force sensitivity before or after. Like that's the yeah, part it's that's, hard to that's say. not clear. Because he's me. not a force wielder before, or but maybe he's not trained. Who knows? Right. But the the creation of Savage Press is awesome. He's one of my favorite characters from the Clone Wars. Um, I love Savage, and he is a beast. Oh my gosh, he's a beast. So this is where we get to Witches of the Mist. Um, and this was, I referenced it before. So Savage Press becomes Doku's new apprentice um, because he, yeah, Ventress now hates Doku because he tried to kill her. And uh, do you remember um, Doku's first challenge for, uh, for Savage? Beast mode 1,000 billion, whatever the highest, on a scale of four. Is that the one where he was supposed to go after... Um... Well, he, he kills the king of Toydaria by accident. He's supposed to capture him, ends up killing him. But the thing is, two Jedi are sent yeah. to stop him. And he doesn't have a lightsaber. That's what makes this so awesome. He has a regular bladed weapon. Right. And he fights both of them at the same time with a bladed weapon, and he kills them both. He kills them both, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He just comes out full um, beast mode. So that was sweet. Um... But then there's uh, basically he finds out that Doku uh, had betrayed Ventress, and he becomes worried. Oppressed does. Right. He becomes worried that he'll be the next to be betrayed. So he ends up kind of siding with Ventress. Um, and then they disappear for a while, and we'll hear back yeah. from them later. Yeah. Um, they end up, uh, I think in this, it ends with them fighting Obi-Wan and Anakin. Um, at the, the end of it, the season? Yeah. Or, no, at the end of the episode 14. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then we do another time jump. Um, bottom line is that that storyline, which is the mess, ends up with Savage Press basically being without a uh, teacher, and he goes off to try to find Darth Maul, and this is our first hint ever in the Star Wars universe that Maul might have survived. Um, because up until now, we had always assumed he was dead, ever since the end of Phantom Menace. All right, now, uh, what are these next uh, episodes about, Tim? Uh, well, now we've got, uh, you know... It's not a big deal. No, not a big deal at all. The There's nothing, uh, no, nothing three. force lorry here. Um, uh, episodes 15, 16, 17, season three. Yeah, we are getting to Mortis. Um, Probably the single biggest commentary on force lore, except for maybe the last couple episodes, in all of Star yeah. Wars. Like, it's, it's huge, some of this stuff. Rebels um, actually approaches this too. Uh, Kanan's uh, search, you know, quest for uh, Jedi temples and and um, Ezra, they get into Force lore almost this deep. Yeah, but this is like, yeah, this is like the the Mac Daddy of Force lore. So there's uh, some there's some really really there's some really cool stuff here. So and we're gonna recap without spoiling as we try to do in general, but we have these three super powerful I guess we'd call them force beings I don't know that they're just people I would love imbued to with discuss the force. what these things are um, um, it's because yeah. I don't so they almost make it 
they almost make it feel like uh, we're going to get into the theology here. They almost well, make it feel like let's break down who these people are and then let's okay, talk about let's it. talk about it. So, so it starts with an episode called Overlords, and Obi Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka are on a shuttle, and they come across this had a Battlestar Galactica feeling to it because they come across some sort of weird space anomaly. Yep, and it's like they're no longer even in outer space, and they find a planet in this weird dimension. And this planet turns out to be uh, called uh, Mortis. And it is ruled by a, a character, a creature, something called the Father. Right. And he has the son and the daughter. So there are these three powerful creatures living there. And um, they've. it turns out they've summoned Anakin there because he is... The Chosen One. The Chosen One. Mm-hmm. So this is like the closest we've seen to like a godlike figure, I think. That's that, what I was going to say, And that's too. what I was wondering. That's why I was saying we so, should probably set up, like, who yeah, are, who, it's, what are these things? And that's what makes it really, really interesting. Um, they, so the, the question is, are they on this planet? And this, this planet is, is clearly unbelievably powerful with the force. Like, the, the planet holds a lot of force itself. And so the question is, yeah. are these beings a, a center of the force, or are they beings of the planet you know like are they over are they actual overseers of the force like in general or are they just part of this planet and so they've become very strong with the force but they're not actually like as the episode calls overlords are they not actually overlords of the force that's that's what makes it tough to the way they get to this planet and the way they end up leaving it i feel like it's not even a planet like this whole thing is a it's almost like an illusion it's like another dimension um, it is it is bizarre. It, yeah, so like the original Battlestar Galactica series way back in the 1970s or whatever, there's an episode where I think it was Starbuck or Apollo, uh, I think it was one of them dies, quote unquote, and goes to heaven and meets these celestial creatures. But the whole thing is filmed in like this white space and then they come back and you're never really sure what that was or where they were. Th- this kind of reminds me of that. It's like, okay, I think it was a planet, but... Again, they get there through some sort of space anomaly. Um, and yeah, the whole thing is Force-sensitive. The, so the sun appears to be the pure manifestation of dark side. And the daughter appears to be pure manifestation of light side. And the father is... Ashlyn Bogan. Yeah. So in, in Rebels, when they uh, decipher the drawings on the wall... That's what it's a drawing of. Mm-hmm. It's a drawing of the father, daughter, and son. Um, so I love that Rebels kept this part of the Clone Wars storyline. Yeah, this this whole thing's fascinating because I got to admit, part of me, I've always <laughs> when is Anakin the chosen one? In the back of my head, I'm always like, is he? Is he? I mean, is he? he? What well, is, like, I'm not sure I understand what that means, the chosen one, because it always seems to contradict everyone's understanding of what the chosen one was supposed well, to yeah, do. Well, yeah, a prophecy that Miss Red could have been, but. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, when it comes down to it. But there's also, are we assuming everybody's seen Rebels? Um, I don't this know. Is a, Rebels right. is so good, I'd hate to spoil it. And this is what we're talking about. Well, we've talked few, about this in our podcast. All right, I'm going to give a really, really big Rebel spoiler. Yeah. Okay? So here it is, Rebel spoiler. It's going to be 15 seconds long. Skip ahead if and you don't want to hear this. those of you who have your doubts about Rebels, it is worth watching. Again, the first... 
few episodes are not representative right. of just how like emotionally powerful that series is. And it is emotionally powerful. So and it's got some great storylines. Now, Sorry, skip now, ahead. Skip. If, if you, <laughs> we are again spoiling this, so if you need, didn't skip ahead far enough, because I told you spoiler skip. All right. Um, when Obi-Wan meets with Maul. Yeah, in the desert. And falls. Maul asks him a question. He said, is he the chosen one? Oh, and Obi-Wan says he is. So Luke is. So there's a whole lot there to I, how did to, I forget this? To where everything is and what it is and like it's it opens up a lot of questions. That makes more sense in the larger story arc when you take all nine movies, Skywalker movies into account. That would make far more sense. So it's just it's it's cool stuff. Alright, we're back from spoiling that. But um, Mortis So they Mortis did but they is, did call him because Predicated on the idea that he is the chosen one, or even the 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 piece that I spoiled without saying it again could even be the 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 understanding the relationship through the force that he'll lead him. to, right? So yeah, it's all part of that it's same part of thing. his journey. Yes, that without him, yeah, it doesn't the balance isn't achieved. Correct. So interpret chosen one however you want. It's butterfly effect. Um, it's interesting because Obi Wan is the side character in this. And it's because it, yeah. he's the most senior Jedi there, and I mean he's you know uh, Anakin's a Jedi at this point. Um, is Obi Wan a master at this point? I don't know, but Ahsoka's obviously a Padawan. But this quickly devolves into kind of Ahsoka and um, and Anakin being torn by these creatures. Yes. Um, so yeah, they keep having visions while they're there, and uh, the the sun. So the Ultra Mortis. Let's go to the, the second part. Yes. Um, so. The dark side son tries to make Anakin join the dark side, and he does this by con- by taking control of Ahsoka, and we see her fight both Obi Wan and Anakin. Now, like when you do like pair ups, like who would beat who in a saber duel, she's like kind of ruling these guys. But the reason why is very obvious: they're trying not to hurt her, um, so they're not fighting as hard as they can. Right. Um, but it is fascinating to watch us. But. Um, Eventually, how does that end? I admit, it's spooky as heck because she, yeah, she's like zombie, like her skin turns gray and she looks all crazy. Um, yeah, there's like, what was there? The dag- there's some dagger that like controls the sun. Yeah. And he get- does he get it? Oh, no. The, uh, yeah, so the dagger, I, yeah, I do remember this. Um, so somehow, I don't remember... It, because I, I don't want to do a recap. I want to talk about what this means to the lore of Star Wars. So, yeah, there is a dagger, and Ahsoka's, uh, I forgot how, but they break the spell, and she gets right. her free will back. The son decides to kill the father. Right. Because he wants the dark side to be the force. The force, right. And um, then what happens, though, is the daughter intercedes. So the light side sacrifices itself to protect the father. And I... What I get out of this is I feel like what we're seeing is a play that plays out over and over again throughout eternity. Yeah. Um, so that is just the nature of dark side, light side, that, and they're getting to witness the physical like kind of manifestation of this. Yeah. And I mean, I mean we're sitting here talking about a cartoon, <laughs> and yet this is how we're talking about it. This is the manifestation of good versus evil caught in the uh, eternal yin-yang cycle. Um, and the balance of it in the Bendu is the father. That's how good these episodes yeah. are. The, it's, ult- it's, the Mortis episodes are brilliant. And, man, they're just... It's like philosophy meets uh, 
awesome Star Wars. And there's uh, there's, and there's still one more episode. That there's we something right about. at the end there to to help out Ahsoka with with her struggles of the Altar um, of Mortis. Episode it is 16. right at the end of Altar of Mortis um, <clears throat> with the daughter. Yeah, so she sacrificed herself, saved the father, returns Ahsoka to normal. Now I'm just reading. Um, but and transfers her life to Ahsoka. So just, maybe just this is the first stuff. time we saw Force healing. Do you remember Ahsoka has a vision at this point, too? Yes. Of herself. Um, so we, she sees herself as an adult, um, and she's not a Jedi, I don't think. Right, but she's also an adult, right? Like, we know what's coming, and Ahsoka well, sees a vision of her as an adult. Like, that's a big deal in and of itself. Like, just the fact that she's alive. Yeah, and so when this came out, we didn't know what Ahsoka's... We still don't really know what her fate is. Um, but we know from Rebels that she, you know, obviously as an adult, she's part of the Rebel Alliance and stuff like that. But yeah, so we didn't know at the time whether or not she would survive childhood, because her childhood's pretty rough. Um, she's only supposed to be 14 or 15 years old when she's going through this stuff. Um, but yes, she has a vision of herself, and she's saying not to trust them, if I remember correctly. It, it's so cool. It's so creepy, too. And uh, do you remember what Anakin's vision was? This was even no, more... No, I don't remember Anakin's His mom. Vision. He kept seeing his mom. That was what the son was using to try to uh, tempt oh, him over to the dark him, side, yeah. was uh, what had happened to his mom. Um, and that can't remember. It was so creepy because he's, he's sleeping and all of a sudden he dreams his mom comes in the room and she's doing the whole Hamlet ghost thing about avenge me and all this crap. Um, I loved it. And we still got one more episode of Mortis to talk about because yes. this is a three, uh, three episode story arc. All this is just jammed into this. Um, so they now they're trying to leave the planet. Um, the father's been killed. Everything seems upset. It's, it's crazy. Or excuse me, the daughter's been killed. We're not sure what the outcome of this is. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. So the, the sun seems to have kind of ascended. The, the dark side has kind of ascended over, over Mortis. And it takes uh, Anakin to this lava pit. Do you remember this? And I was like, how are they going to unwrite this? Because he starts giving Anakin visions. And it's visions of Darth Vader. Yes. Mask, helmet, everything. Of, of the robotic Vader. Um, and I'm like, how do they take this back? Right. And like, uh, going to get out. Like, he knows this now. Yeah, so the son shows Anakin everything. Like, okay, this is who you're going to be. This is what you're going to do. You're, you're going to be a Sith Lord. Um, <clears throat> and I'm not, I don't remember how this works against Anakin joining this guy. But uh, Obi-Wan basically shows up there to, uh, to help. Um, what are you looking at? You're trying to catch up too. Oh, I was just sorry. I was I was reading something while you were going. So we are. Uh, remind me where you just ended there. Well, I, I was, I, I was so I was like, how are we going to undo this? And oh, yeah. one comes up with kind of the solution. Well, he enlists the help of the father. Right. So the father gets involved. Yeah. Um, father gets to Anakin and is able to wipe his memory of it, and then. There's another confrontation, right, between the son and the father again. Of course, the daughter's not there. Yeah. And the son goes to kill him, and the father... This was this was another interesting piece. So the father... Pulls kills... an Obi-Wan. Well, sort of, at the end of uh, New Hope. He lets right. himself be killed. Right. Well, he kills himself. All right, he kills himself, and, and thus removing the power of the family, I guess? Yeah, he's the so underlying the... force on both sides. So it's really interesting. So then the son loses his power... And now balance has been 
essentially restored and here. Anakin actually has to fight the son and defeats him at this point. Right. But he can only do it because the father's dead. Thus, um, so now the thus, whole family's thus bringing dead. the prophecy to, to truth. Ooh. So he is the chosen one because he killed the dark side. Here, on this planet. That's so weird. Right, like, I mean, the, the prophecy is... The prophecy is so much fun. We need to have a podcast episode just about the prophecy. Well, I mean, yeah, we could talk about the altar of Mortis probably. That deserves its own podcast um, because of everything it potentially suggests or, I don't know. But yeah. That's that episode. Those are those episodes. So we there's a lot of questions about, like, is the Force, like, some sort of godlike creature? Um I don't know. And it's it's very uh, Zoroastrian with a dualist kind of feel to it of, you know, you got the evil god versus the, you know, you got your Ahura Mazdu versus, uh, who was the other one? Come on, where's your uh, Zoroastrianism? Ahura Mazdu fought, I don't know, but it was good versus evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> man, I'm a terrible historian. And uh, so this kind of has that feel to it, a, a dualist religion. Um Anyway, they do get away from Mortis, and the father erases Anakin's memory. Did we mention that? And that's why that was he earlier. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't. I think it was before all that. that he doesn't yeah. remember any of the Darth Vader visions that he has. And then we switch gears all together. Yes. Now these episodes like, are that interesting was super too. In- I'm, you know what I'm really glad of? Mm. I'm glad that those episodes were all together. Yeah. In the release of oh, the if show, they broke that up. That would have been like, weird. Like if you were all in place, that would be. Like, yeah. Couldn't couldn't handle that. Yeah, because um, then we get to, it, and the next three episodes are, again, a single story arc. So now we're talking about 18, 19, 20. It's a 22-episode season. I think they all are, except for maybe six. I'm not sure. Six is not. Six is 12 or 13. Are you yawning? No, I was stretching <laughs> my lungs. No, I'm going to yawn. So we uh, we meet someone interesting in uh, episode 18, the Citadel. We yeah. meet a couple of interesting people, actually. Yeah, you talking about Warden Sobek? No. I'm not talking about Warden Sobek. I'm talking about even Evan Peel, the oh, Count yeah. Dracula guy. Yes. Yeah, so he's, he's the little, but he's not even the one I was talking about, but he is fascinating, the he's, little Dracula Jedi. Yeah, he's weird, um, creepy. I like dude. him. Uh, yeah, he's creepy. Um, but who's, who's the uh, who's the leader? The, there's a military officer they take along with them. So, all right, let's, the deal is they're trying okay, to break yeah. into a prison. Right. Uh, to rescue, uh, who are they trying to rescue? I don't remember, but they they try to break into this prison, right? Oh, they they're trying to rescue even Peel, Evan Peel. Oh, okay, that's yeah, that's was. right. He that's, had been captured. That's how that's how he gets there. But the people who lead this rescue attempt are first of all uh, Anakin, and he's paired with a kind of young officer. Come on, Ew. who's he paired with? I thought Obi Wan was with him. Well, I think Obi Wan was, but I'm talking about a non Force user who later uh, rises it? to the ranks. His name is Captain Tarkin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we meet Tarkin yeah, in this Tarkin episode. Yeah, the Tarkin episodes are really neat throughout the series. And he comes back in a few episodes, right? Yeah. Later on. So Tarkin, and this is, so this is going to lead to, if you're a massive Star Wars geek, like, like I guess we are, um, this is going to lead to that, that question that always, I think, kind of is in the back of my mind with Tarkin is, does he know who Vader is? Because it's established in Clone Wars that he knows Anakin. He knows him fairly well, because like you said, he comes back more than once. But they uh, they have to work closely together on this mission. So that's probably my biggest takeaway. It's, it's a fun episode, yeah. but it's also really cool seeing um, Tarkin and seeing even, I keep saying even, Evan Peel. Um, 
And it's the next three episodes. This is a brutal one, too, by the way. This is where clone troopers are getting cut down. Do you remember how it ends? The, so you got counterattack um, where they have broken out of the prison, but now the prison is trying to capture them. That's episode 19. Mm-hmm. Then you got Citadel Rescue, which is episode 20. And this is them trying to fight their way off the planet. And something crazy happens. Oh, I don't I don't remember this episode. I didn't watch this one so the, again. So the whole deal was that Captain Tarkin had half of a grid coordinate for, um, uh, shoot, they, uh, I can't remember what they were trying to find. Um, it was something that everyone wanted to find. Uh, Tarkin had half the coordinates, and Evan Peel had the other half, and that's why they had to, uh, that's why they had to rescue him, because they had to make sure that they got both. But as it turned out, and Citadel, uh, yeah, Citadel Rescue, Evan Peel is killed. It, it was a really powerful moment because Ahsoka's with him, and he basically yes. dies defending her. Like, they're both fighting, but, like, he protects her, and he ends up getting killed. But he doesn't die right away. And uh, he, uh, as he's dying, he whispers something to Ahsoka, and it turns out it's the coordinates. Um, <clears throat> but he's not supposed to—he uh, tells her not to tell anyone but the Jedi Council— um, this whole thing is crazy. I'm going to take a sip, so you say something. Go else. for it. Um, it, it. The whole thing is crazy. Um, Ahsoka, at this point, uh, does she... Well, she doesn't make it back to the council with it, right? Yeah. Does she make it back with it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ahsoka kills the warden and saves Tarkin's life. Right. Which is interesting, because if she hadn't, Tarkin would have died. Did, so they delivered everything back to the... This isn't what led them into the next piece. They didn't use the coordinates to go somewhere else. This was a... I, if I remember correctly, because no, in this season, they then immediately jumped to yet another storyline, mm-hmm. and they dropped the storyline again. Um, I think these are the coordinates of the younglings. Okay. Uh, I think that's what they're fighting over, um, what the Separatists want and what uh, the Rebel or what the Republic wants. I think that's what they are. I don't know uh, where the information is about the younglings. But we don't know because episode 21 is a totally different story once again. Something new. And somewhere on a different... Did you just yawn again? <laughs> what are you doing? It's, a, it's been a long Tuesday. I'm, so... <laughs> is it Tuesday still? I guess I'm saying. So the last two episodes then, Padawan Lost and Wookiee Hunt. Yes. Um, so Padawan Lost, we kind of talked about before. This is when the, the there's a group of Padawans who are all together, and they're being hunted. Yeah. We talked about the Transosians. Um, so Bosk some... was a trans Transosian, right? Yes. I think so. They're the ones, well, they're in the TV show, The Mandalorian. That's not a spoiler, they're, but they are in Mandalorian. Yeah, they show up there, but that's, yeah. that's, what, I was, that's what my delay was. I was trying to think about if we were, yeah, where I mean, we were going. There's so, aliens in the show Mandalorian. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so the, the Transosians are, are hunting them, right? This is a... Yes. Isn't this, isn't, I don't, was it part of a, was it part of a ritual, like something they were trying to do to hunt the Jedi? Um, yeah, the Trandoshans had to kill a Padawan in order to, like, be, like, come Become of age or whatever something. it is. Yeah, like, they're, yeah. they're rite of passage or something. Yeah. So, something weird like that, but it was, it was weird. It was, it was, you know, they are Force-sensitive, so that makes them more powerful, so it's less than, you know, just going after a child, but they're still going after children. So and they are going after younglings. It just so happens that Ahsoka is in with these younglings, and right. she's a Padawan. 
Um, and she was also, they make a mention that she's like the youngest youngling to become a Padawan. It's, I think it's in the movie they say something about. Yeah, she says that in the movie. Um, so very easily would have been mistaken for a youngling. Um, so yeah, they're being hunted. And she ends up, in the very last episode, Wookiee Hunt, she uh, kind of rallies these, uh, these younglings together. And they fight back. Yeah. And, and you know who shows up? Uh, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Um, yeah, they bring uh, Chewbacca the, to hunt him. So Chewie has a history of being captured. Chewie does have a history. He also has a history of meeting everyone. <laughs> so he meets Ahsoka here. Um, he he met meets Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, so he's just, he's just out and about. Um, <laughs> Chewbacca. Uh, it's a small galaxy. It, it, it really seems to be. Everyone's met Jabba the Hutt and Chewbacca and Yoda. Well, maybe not Yoda. Anyway, they, uh, so when, you know, Chewie and Ahsoka, that's kind of an unstoppable force right there. Yeah. So they do end up uh, kind of raising up these, these guys, and they take over the Trandoshans, and uh, Ahsoka kills the dude. Yeah. And uh, she force pushes him off his uh, giant platform. And that's it. That's that. That's the end of the season. Yeah. Ahsoka's not kidding around, man. No, not anymore. It's 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 go time for Ahsoka. Ahsoka's a beast. I love the way she fights. Um, with her dual wielding, uh, she fights with an underhand grip, uh, which is interesting because she's short. Um, but she's she leaps so much that that's yeah, she why does. she does that underhand grip. Um, yeah. So she's all over the place. So she, yeah. She's she's beast. So that's episode two. What was the name of the episode? Or the season? That's season two. Secrets Revealed. Secrets Revealed. And if you haven't watched it, uh, go back and watch it. Um, maybe my favorite season just because of the Mortis episodes. It's got to be. I, I bet that's the titling of Secrets Revealed, too. It's got to be the Mortis stuff. Yeah, because this whole concept that the... Yeah. The, yeah. 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 Good, good stuff. Um, it's a great season. It's definitely worth the watching. Uh, if... I mean... You want to watch the first couple of episodes along with Rookies from Season 1, and you want to watch the Mortis stuff um, for sure, like just to have some of that. Some of the – anything Ahsoka-based, obviously we're going to have some Ahsoka focus in this new season coming. Yeah. Um, if you've so seen the trailer, would, she seems to be a very big part of it. So you definitely want to you know, be caught up on, on who she is. You know, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the character, I don't know what that's going to look like. Well, we've always the Star Wars, the movies have always sold us on this idea that Anakin's turn to the dark side is almost entirely well in the movies. It's entirely because of his relationship with Padme. But I think the Clone Wars fleshes well, his this mother. out. his mother. Yeah, a good point. Um, and his, his distrust of the Jedi and the Emperor persuading him. And so I think the Clone Wars pieces. fleshes that out more. Yeah. Um, and there's and even Ahsoka's more. Ahsoka's a big part of that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because I think Ahsoka represents a generation of Jedi who are being raised in nothing but war. And so that's why they're more sensitive to the, uh, the contradiction that, is, that the Jedi have become. So like Mace and even Obi-Wan to a degree, they grew up in peace. Right. So to them, okay, we have to do war, we have to but do that's this not what we are. To restore the peace. Whereas Ahsoka, like her very first mission as a Padawan is to fight in a battle. Um, Barris Ophi, the same thing. So with these new Padawans, you do see them wrestling with the wait a minute, I thought we were peacekeepers. I thought we relied on goodness and peace and you know, justice and diplomacy and stuff. Um, so yeah, they're a huge they're so her relationship with uh, Anakin I think is very instrumental. 
and him kind of being aware, because he's kind of caught between those two generations. Yeah. Um, uh, of being aware that, wait a minute, the, the Jedi are pretty much as violent people. Because in his lifetime, that's what they are. And in her lifetime, that's all they are. Right. It's just warriors. Um, they're sweet warriors. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Um, but they're supposed to be peacekeepers. But you know what they say? You know what George Washington said? To secure peace is to prepare for war. Heh. <laughs> George Washington. All yeah. right. Secrets Matt. Revealed, Season 3. Any other uh, parting thoughts? Any other news? No, I think that's a big bit of it. Um, Did we you want to tap on the table anymore? Uh, you're chicken, too. Did I want to order a hero for here? <laughs> you didn't like her. Can I play it again? You don't want me to play it again, do you? Um, play what again? Folks, are you tired of being fat and yes. ugly? So ugly? Are you also so a male? Yes, I am. Are you ready to just get rid of that muffin top? <laughs> okay. Tim's just got his head in his hands. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we appreciate your time. And patronage. As always, we didn't mention this. Please go somewhere. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this after just pulling that. Give us a five-star review. <laughs> I think we earned it. Yeah. You're uh, not gonna, if you're not going to come back and listen again, just go give the five-star review, and, and we appreciate your time here today. Um, and I'll see if I can't get the contact information for the Heroes Are Here uh, corset for men. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Just because I'm fat doesn't mean I'm ugly. This is the way. <laughs> that guy has spoken. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... For now, I'm I'm Jim. And I'm Tim. And this has been Our Certain, certain point, point of view. view. Say goodbye, Tim. Goodbye, Tim. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye, goodbye Jim. Jim. Wrong button. Goodbye. Goodbye. Audio one.